Perez. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Uh, welcome to Burkout Wonderland, the podcast that always has trouble tweeting. First of all, it wouldn't let me, and then it decided there was too many characters, and then I decided to realise there was a, not a gap between Twitter and the HTTPS bit. Twitter. You've let me down. Somehow. And then I tweeted, we'll be live at 10 o'clock. We're not live at 10 o'clock. We're live. We are live now. And so I've got to go and do the whole thing again. Anyway, with me for this car crash, which is uh, how it's going so far, is the two American gentlemen. Oh, well, one Guatemalan. Uh, <laughs> Same continent, American. Yeah. We'll, we'll go with that. To, you don't have to mute yourself, Trico. We're, we have no standards here. <laughs> it's uh the man who the whenever he pops up in the chat i either bring up this the guatemalan flag because we we both got guatemalan passports but we're not talking about that all i'm going to say is uh the guatemalan sas and also i've got this one he's neither of them really you, you, really we all know you're canadian <laughs> <laughs> the biggest plot twist of the season <laughs> me being canadian it is and how are you doing before i introduce jared I'm doing absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, the stars aligned, if you will. I'm finally on yeah. with you. You you and I have been chatting about this for quite some time. And as you mentioned earlier off camera, I'm in the podcasting mood because I just got off Loose Cannons with the Bearded Gooner, Ryan and Glenn. And I am consuming and trying to do all the podcasts I can this week. So it's a lot of fun, dude. And then you won't do another one for a thousand years. I can confirm that I'm doing about five to six different podcasts today in preparation for the Gunners versus Cancer 24 hour podcast. This is all just training. That's why I'm taking little breaks in between. Oh, Gunners versus Cancer. When's when's he uh, when's he doing that again? Because is his funds running low for his international Arsenal supporting global shopping <laughs> campaign? There's no there's no charity really. He just funds his flights. How do you think he keeps coming to a, from the, the USA to America and every every few weeks and 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 staying at Highbury? <laughs> it it all adds up to me. It is. It's terrible. He's a very bad man. Talking about bad men, it's Chicago's second best Arsenal supporter after Big Bad John. It's Jared. With the, he has actually got the best podcasting background. Mike looks like he's doing it from a, uh, um, what do you call it over there? Um, the uh, the place where you dump all your rubbish and other people buy it. Uh, flea market? No, the shops, charity shops. A charity shops, yeah. It's, that's, <laughs> my, uh, that's my children's library back there. It is. Sure. He's doing it from a charity shop, and Jared has actually put in some time and effort. And I think... Quite a lot of symmetry. Oh, nearly symmetry. You need a bigger picture. The it, symmetry is quite off. Yeah, the Arson one's a little smaller, but yeah, second best Arsenal supporter in Chicago. I would happily take that, especially when it's to John. He's who's awesome guy. I wish he was on more pods still. He has actually offered to fight you to be the best Chicago one if you want to <laughs> fight him, and he fights dirty. I can't think of anything I want to do less than try and fight <laughs> me versus John. Mm, can't argue with that so mike you do um your own pod is not another arsenal podcast in people in the know is the n double a 
N A double A P. N A what, what we numerically put nap N A A P, but for Twitter's, if you're talking that, it's N A Arsenal Pod. Is that what it is? Yes, sir. Lovely. And you moonlight on the the Gooners Pod, as does Jared. Um, has he signed you down to any kind of long term contract, or is it just uh, when he begs you enough, you go on? Because I think they went two months about doing the show, didn't they? Because he's a part timer. We probably went at least two months. I know for a while, my, my schedule with work is I'll be available all day, every day for two months, and then I'll be completely unavailable for two or three months. So there was a pretty big drop off. But uh, yeah, we're back now. I, I think just when the team starts winning, we're ready to come back on and start talking Arsenal again, like everybody else. And Jared is actually the, the only person who regularly, regularly podcasts that hasn't set up his own podcast. My list is now 230 art podcasts long. Have you set up one or are you going to? Or are you planning to? Me, absolutely not. No, I'm I'm good where I am. I, my time is limited to do them, so when I can just jump on with hers and Mike and the guys every once in a while, that's that's perfect. Can't argue with that. It's thirty people in the chat. How the hell is a thirty messages? I didn't Love expect it. anybody to turn up. Let's have a see what these fruit cakes are saying. Stefan is <laughs> saying hello, gentlemen. It's good to know what kit we are wearing tomorrow. Ah, what kit? Other kit are we wearing? Because I wasn't sure if We're in, in the... Champions League games the away team wear their home kit. We're going to wear the red one, I believe. I think we are wearing a red home kit tomorrow. Oh, that shit all over. Yeah, I love the green one. First, first kit I bought this season is the 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 away Champions League kit with Trossard in the back. And who else have we got? Phil Macker is there as always. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for his one decent message for the entire show. Uh, eagerly anticipating. Avon, not Teddington has turned up. Boy, ten is there. Is that Danny? Yes, I've just had a bath. Big Bob's been round. I've had a bath. I've had a scrub a dub dub, and I've got nice socks on and very highly talked feet. Got talky feet, gentlemen. You only have one set. Uh, Phil says, "Am I doing OnlyFans?" No. Ah, oh, um, uh, Stan yet. the Man is there. Moonlighting. He should be at work, isn't he? Hmm. Uh, BX is there. Lovely jubbly. Uh, a Drago is there. Buena noches, which means get fucked in Spanish, doesn't it? <laughs> there or thereabout, yes. Drago, you very, very bad man. Uh, Stefan, how many have to pay for more? I could just sit up a little bit and you can see my blue towel. But other than that, uh, no. I'm, I'm on a meat diet, so I'm, I'll be down to uh, fighting weight soon. Um, uh, nude podcasting. I deliberately moved the camera up so you lot wouldn't start picking on me about about my, my nudity. Uh, BX is three amigos. What else have we got there? Danny has pasties on. I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> you in the sauna. <laughs> That's why there's so many messages. <laughs> Traversal. Uh, did Danny lose it? No, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, if nothing else. We know Danny knows how to drive. Yeah, He's got it figured out. We have 30 comments and 29 are about his being shirtless. <laughs> I see you've found lots of numbers. Uh, so are we ready for the start of the decline of our season? So it's gone from what am I wearing because I've only got a towel on to and lots of numbers saying the season's all over. That's dirty, dirty clicks for you, Danny. Those are easy clicks getting nude for, for clicks. Shame on you. Yeah, it's disgraceful. Um, right, let's start out with... Uh, it's to take me a couple of minutes to go through this. At any point, gentlemen, feel free to jump in and uh, and, and add anything that you want to. So, the game, FC Port over Arsenal. Anybody didn't know that? Good. Competition, Champions League. I'll say it again. 
Champions League. Mm. Now, it is, I've got here the date, Saturday the 17th of February. Now, do I that is? Because when I edited it from the Burnley game, I've already missed one bit out. So uh, 8pm in London, if you're in London, it's going to be 3pm if you're in New York, midday in Vancouver, 7am in Sydney, 1.30am in New Delhi, and 5am in Tokyo. So all you lot will probably be asleep unless you are very, very dedicated. Where can you see it in the UK? TNT Sports 1, Radio 5 Live are going to be playing it um, audio-wise. Players out injured, gentlemen. Uh, We all know about Timber, back probably the end of April. Vieira is another one, still got the injury. They said it's a late fitness test, but they said that about him for the Burnley game. Uh, Party, 24th of February. Uh, They said on the 16th of February, Thomas is progressing really well. I don't want to say too much, but he's looking very good and he's on the field already. Mike, do you hold out much hope of him coming in and saving our season or should it just be getting fit and sell him? You're not playing. Once you flip, put him in a glass cage. No, I... I am desperate for him to return actually I, I i always often question what the heck kai havertz would have played had party been injury free the entire season i personally don't think kai havertz would have had such a sustained run, run of game this season had party not been injured so i think party playing deep declan rice has played fantastic on the left when he's been there sometimes we see it in big games when Jorginho's the one that sits deep would have got on the right-hand side. I am desperate for him to return. I, there's there's no negatives on Party's return. Even if he doesn't come and play full-time for us and he's not playing game in, game out, I think and he could help unlock and quicken our transition tenfold. He's such a talented player. And One thing that sticks out about Thomas Party for me is I don't think I've ever heard one interview when they asked an Arsenal player who's the best player on the on the team nine times out of ten you hear somebody bring up party because he's such a talented versatile player so um when he comes back and hopefully he comes back sooner rather than later i know he's out there in portugal he's traveled alongside Vieira, and gabriel jesus i believe traveled as well i'm hoping to see if they could play a few minutes man that would be absolutely wonderful because we do have a few games back to back and then we're going to have like three weeks off so Let's get through these next few weeks and see how everything plays out. Jared, what do you think to Boy Ten's comment of party was never in the plans for this season, guys? It's unfortunate for all parties that the sale didn't happen like the management wanted. Does that does that make you think that possibly he won't play this season? No, I fully expect him to play, even if they don't want him there long term, which I think we all probably agree that we don't. He's an incredible talent when he is fit. And also, if you're going to try and sell him, putting him in the shop window in some Champions League or important matches and having him play well certainly doesn't doesn't hurt things. So I'd expect we're going to see him not tomorrow, but before the end of the season, I think we're going to see him a number of times and, and probably in the important games if he's fit. And, but it, yeah. and I just rebuttal to that personally, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say party is definitely part of this this season's plans. And I'm going to tell you why. He is such a tactically aware player that contributes so much that Arteta literally chose to play him at right back and felt comfortable with that decision, feeling that he could add to the squad. Personally, I think had he been healthy, we would have seen him substantially more than than, we, than we've obviously have. So um, that's my my rebuttal to that one because I, I do think he's too much of a talented player to leave him on the on the 
you know, on the bench. Yeah, I think if we were playing in a Champions League final and he's fit, there's no question he would be one of the first names on the team sheet. He's just too good of a player to not utilize if if he's available. Yeah, but if you keep him fit and then don't play him, then he's not going to get injured again, is he? Just say you're fit, no training. You're fit. just we're going to get rid of you in the summer. We're not playing you at all. But that's like um, like BX says, we're paying him so he plays. But maybe he'd like to come in and fin and like last season, his form fell off towards the end of the season. He turned a dog shit. Maybe he'd like to come in for the last eight games and not be dog shit and see if he could help us win the title this year. Because Man City, you watched some the game tonight, didn't you, Jared? This the they were shit, weren't they? Very, very uninspiring. Yeah, especially by their standard over the last couple of years. They looked really poor. And and really, the goal from Holland that opened the game was just a pretty lucky. The Brentford defender playing and just, just slips and falls and lets him coast straight in on goal one-on-none. So that's a spot where, I mean, you can't put Holland in a one-on-one with the keeper and expect to have too good of a result if you're Brentford. But yeah, overall, City did not look good. Hmm. Uh, the other injuries we've got, uh, I didn't mean to highlight that. I'm going to come to Steph's question in a bit, is Inchenko. They've changed it again. They've changed it from, it was last week, to now no return date. Mike, uh, uh, do we want him back? Because there's been a lot of people on Twitter, that, I mean, we all know Twitter people know everything, that have been going, it is amazing how in the space of 18 months we've outgrown Zinchenko and, and Jesus. Uh, do you think that? And are you worried about him not coming back? Because it seems like Tommy is... Uh, made of glass like people are saying in the chat you know danny i was just on another podcast and i asked her i answered a very similar question part of me wants to do just say the complete opposite of what i said in the other pod that way i could clip myself being right either way <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's what I, no but i'm gonna stay consistent i think uh zinchenko is a net positive with the team anytime he plays and i know that a lot of times his defensive frailties get pointed out but i still think that what he contributes at the start are are going forward and in the midfield outweighs any defensive errors that he might have. Um, You can make an argument finally that horses for courses and whatnot. And I, I kind of spoke about Tomiyasu. Like if you told me Tomiyasu's fit, I would probably start Tomiyasu and Eddie had versus city. So I could see why the majority there's very specific games where, you know, Tomiyasu's, set of skills might come in helpful but Zinchenko for me if he's fit I would rather him be on the on the field so so far Kivior has been playing fairly well but it's because they've given him less responsibility and said hey you play the the you know the more defensive fullback and then we're going to have Ben White invert but if Zinchenko is healthy I truly believe even Arteta thinks this if he's fit he plays so Kivir sooner or later will be coming out of that starting eleven, in my opinion. Dad, can we afford to keep Tommy Ashu, Party, Jesus, and Zinchenko at the club next season? Consider none of them are ever going to make an entire season without constantly being injured. Well, depending on how the season ends, we may have some extra funds coming in. But regardless, I don't think we're going to see Party specifically out of that bunch in the team next season. For you know, he's obviously had some off-the-pitch issues. He's had a ton of injuries. I think he's one we'll likely see a sale on. Now, as far as how much we'll get for him, it's hard to say. If he comes in, you know, in the next week or so and is able to complete the season relatively healthy, you probably bring in a good bit. If he, you know, is kind of in and out with more injuries, it's unlikely we're going to get a price that we'd probably like for him. But Tomiyasu, he's going to be a long-termer with the team, and I'm happy about that. Zinchenko, I think, will be a long-term 
you know, when I say long term, I mean the next three to four seasons probably. So uh, I think of the group, most of them will be here, but Party is the one that I would pick out and say I'd be I'd be very surprised if he was here at the kickoff of next season. Personally, I'd get rid of all four of them. I don't want to build a team. If I'm playing football manager and I've got a player who's constantly out, like I've got one called Remy, the next West Ham, and he, he plays for Trinidad and Tobago, and every three weeks he is off. So he's gone for a week, then he's back for a week, he's unfit. I don't know. No, I'm not going to have these players. And and so I'm going to have to break the news to him that uh, he's, he's out, the, out. I'm going to get rid of him because uh, you can't have players at the club and you build your team around and go, oh, this one's out. He's out again. Oh, he's out again. When is he back? Oh, just ridiculous. You need people like um, Declan Rice, who's always going to play, like Saka, always going to play. All of our back four that are in now, always ready. So uh, talking about Tommy Asher as well, um, said late fitness test. He had a niggle when he came back from the national team. We all know that. Uh, Previous games against Porto, played six, won three, drawn one and lost two. Now, the last time we played them, now, the first time we ever played them was 2006 in the Champions League at home, and we beat them 2-0. That reminds me, I want to do a... Uh, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do. I've got to go here, um, get this one up there. Good. Uh, and so oh, our three um, games at Porto, Mike, December 06, we drew 0-0. December 2008, we lost 2-0. February 2010, we lost 2-1. That's, that's a little bit worrying, isn't it? I think, Danny, that kind of lines up with the banter era, if you will. Uh, you know, you said <laughs> 2006, we, we, we drew. Yeah, that makes total sense. If you if you kind of go back and revisit 2006 and our squad, right? Uh, a lot of the Invincibles, all that. The aura was still there. And then, you know, 2008 was a little bit less. 2016, wolf. I don't even want to think about that squad. Um, yeah, I mean, I th- I, I'm, I'm one of those guys that, like, you know, lots of times – I'll see supporters in comments say we struggle versus the team last year. And I could not care less what the result was last year, because every time you, you play a team, a different tactics, B potentially different players, C completely different scenario. Like we, we can make the argument that that FA cup versus Liverpool, there was no reason for us to lose. And then we, we play again in the league. We approach it with the same tactics, tactics. We end up winning. So, um, I'm not too much of an historian when it comes comes back to to traveling back in time and saying, "Hey, this is our our results in Portugal." Um, I'm substantially more confident for two two main reasons: one, the squad that we currently have, or three reasons: three, the current form that we are on, and three, and this isn't a, a swipe at at Arsene Wenger, but Mikel Arteta and his fucking standards. He does not let our players sleep. I really doubt that any player goes into any game, literally Burnley. We played Burnley with the same animosity and same power and same strength and same craziness that we do City, Liverpool, any team. There's no sleeping. There's no rotating because we think the team is easy. It's balls to the wall with Mikel Arteta. So because of that, I'm substantially, and and I think the club as a whole, we're in a happier place. And because of that, I think, I think things are looking a little bit more positive than revisiting 2008 and 2016. That's for sure. That's true. Um, yeah, we are a completely different team, different mentality, different everything. Shasky Guna says, are we going to streak? Well, I already am halfway there. Uh, Boy 10 says, did I ever play FM 2016? No, I went from 10 to 23. 
21, 22, 23, and I'm still on 23. Uh, BX says, we're killers now. Ah, Paul Nell, not Neil, has turned up. Oi, oi. Um, so, uh, got a little quiz for, for the pair of you. We'll start with you, Jared. The Arsenal team from that game where we beat them 2-0 in September 2006, who scored the two go- any of the two goals? This is where you both, because neither of you are Arsenal fans in 2006, where you, you, you're still following hand egg or whatever it is you called it over there, or hockey. Yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> that was before my time. <laughs> Probably only, I mean, I've seen it in highlights, obviously, but... Both goals. I don't know. Hers, you know this one right off the top of your head? You say, he says in 2000. Oh, you said 2016? 2006. 2006. Oi. He went a bit yeah. Feinberg there. Oi. Giroud or Chamak? I think Chamak might have been in the squad at that time, actually. No jokes. Yeah, no, he no. came in shortly after Van Persie, didn't he? No, I think you two have got more chance of naming the Porto team. Henri and Kleb scored the goals. Lehman in goal. Had Gallas and, God, this is hard. And Toure at centre-back. Bure right-back. Justin Hoyt at left-back. And then Fabregas and Silva in the middle. Kleb and Rosicki as the wingers with Henri and Van Persie up front. And Lundberg, Walcott and Song all came on at the same time. Walcott played with all of those legends. Shame none of it rubbed off on him, isn't it? Um, do you want to try for the uh, a more recent one, the 2010 5-0 win? Mike, do you want to have a go at that? Scored five goals 2010. Ramsey scored a goal. Tell me he did. No. That's no. Mr. Champions League right there, man. <laughs> come on, you're killing me. He wasn't even on the pitch, and he didn't come on as a sub. Was he, he wasn't even an unused sub. This is the Eduardo Walcott, Danielson, Traore era. Great. I, I like that. Bulgarian, Bulgarian Gunnar says Bentner three. Yes, ah. Bentner hat trick. I'm going with it. I love it. Is indeed. Uh, if either of you two can name another another goal scorer, I'll be uh, one of them. You might got it. Is 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 the horse faced um, assassin? Horse faced assassin. Are we talking about Nazareth? Arsenal fans used to call him the horse faced lesbian when he left. Nazareth. For sure, right? Oh, because bloody Drago's ruined it for everybody. <laughs> Drago. Oh, and Boo. That's another one. Was he Was he around the squad 2010? He was. It was Dude, a, I it can't was remember what I had for breakfast. And so, I mean, you're going to be hard-pressed to get me to remember something that happened in 2010 or 16. That's for sure. Yeah, the lineup for that, the last time we played, Almunu in goal, Clichy left back, Sanya right back, Campbell and Vermaelen at the back. Song and Diaby in the middle, Nasri. Yeah, probably Nasri on the left side. Or maybe Nasri was playing behind Bentner and then uh, Arshavin on the left and Rosicki on the right. Some absolutely amazing players that we had there. And then um, Ibuwe, Danielson, and Walker all came on as subs. Uh, sad to, I, I, my, my, Was I there? No, I did go to a few chat. No, I don't think I was at that one. Sad times, but that was the big. That was the the middle era of being shit for Arsenal. Um, uh, Arsenal Wenger, no, not Wenger. Arteta has never played against Porto as a manager, and Sergio Canseo. What does the little squirrely line above an A mean in Spanish? It's normally a ño. What was so? I'm still none the wiser. 
Okay, <laughs> you're still nonetheless. Okay, so what are you looking at? Porto, Cancelo, looking at? Sergio Cancelo. I'm seeing. Oh, no, he's got Sergio. a bit below the C and a bit above the A. Unless there's dirt on my monitor, which I don't think it is. Sergio Cancelo. I don't see any accents on him. Um, oh. Yeah, put it on the screen, Danny, for me. You, you oh, got me Google searching all this stuff. Because he's got three of those little things. I'll put it in our private chat. There you go. There it's you in there Thank now. Thank you so much. Hello. You got to remember. Oh, okay. So, okay. So, I can speak for Sergio. The 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 little line on the top of the E. That's the accent where you want to put the ah, like the more gusto part of the. So it's Sergio, right? The now the other two. That's more of a Portuguese thing because we don't we don't do the line above the A or the C. Yeah, oh, is he so, Portuguese though? I don't know. I didn't look it up. I just assumed he was Spanish. With a name like that, maybe, man. Because I don't see a lot of Spaniard name like that either. So no. Oh, good. Well, I've I've heard the name, but I don't re- I don't recognise. He's been the manager there since June 2017. I looked through their entire team. There's only two players that I recognise. I don't know if you two did that later. We'll come and uh, I'll ask you. You got remember Pepe Real Madrid centre back, 40 years old, mental, absolute fruitcake. 22 games he's played this season. Hopefully he'll play because I'd love to see a 40-year-old Pepe trying to bite Saka and damage all of our other players. It's absolutely ridiculous. The only other one I've heard of is Danny Namasso, who was born in Reading, played for Reading, and he up to many levels, up to England under 20. And he went off to Porto in 2020. He's meant to be a forward, and he's got one goal in 13 this season. I'd imagine most of those will be subs. Uh, have any of you heard of any of the Portuguese, are those FC Porto players, Jared? Pepe was the only one when I did a quick scan of the list today. He's the only name I recognized, and he's older than older than I am. So I don't think he's a huge factor anymore the way he would have been, you know, a decade or two ago. Why are people moaning about the, the Ipswich game? Didn't Ipswich win four three today or something? We're talking about Ipswich. I don't know why they're talking about Ipswich. It's too much there. Hold on. Ah, oh, Josh, bloody hell. Josh is uh, is took his message here. You only be on gardening leave, Josh. You ain't got time for podcasts. The Dirty legend boy. that is Josh. Uh, his son would have played for them as well. Whose son? Uh, there's too much maybe? going on. Oh, well, Melvin is there now in the uh, in the lineup. Maybe that's what he's referring to. Possibly. Have you heard any of the other players, Mike? Because I certainly haven't. Uh, no, I was I was looking at Nico Gonzalez. Um, he seems familiar for me, but I was thinking about a Uruguayan footballer. But I, I looked him up. That's not the same footballer that I was looking about. Yeah, the manager slash the player then is what Josh is referring to, as far as a uh, dad's son. But no, I, I gave it a quick scan. Uh, Pepe, man, I got to be honest. Must must be one of my favorite dirty players in the world of football. Alongside that partnership he had with Sergio Ramos, just proper shitheads. So uh, the fact that he's still out there doing it at forty plus years—that's pretty amazing. And just like you said, Danny, I would love to see Pepe dealing with Trossard, Sock, and Martinelli. Uh, stuff of dreams, really. Yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting night if he does play. It's, it's be weird. I mean, it just shows the level of, of Portuguese football. I mean, I support uh, Penafiel. They're in the, the second tier of Portuguese football and they're rubbish. And they say that his son plays. Oh, yeah, his son is on loan from Ajax. Uh, Francisco Conchal, he's 21. Uh, he used to be at Porto, then he sold him to Ajax. And this season on loan with him, he's got three goals in 15 games. He's a winger. Uh, don't you dare stick your fucking claws in me, cat. Go... When you want attention, he sticks his claws in my leg and it 
fuck it, go, go away. Come on, move. You move. Can't, you're so, he saw the goodness. He couldn't resist himself, Danny. He's like, <laughs> uh, dear, oh dear. Um, Josh says, Ellis and I go gardening leave, uh, are on gardening leave, and it becomes an Ipswich loving. Ellis, don't tell me Ellis is in here. That's, that's bloody impossible. He's busy saving people's lives. Anyway, I ain't got time for any more jibber jabber. My mustache is just Is Justin Brighton fan? Uh, yeah, he is. He's he, there, there you go. I remember. Yeah, he's uh, he's not been very happy lately. He's happy at home and he's sad away. And he's happy at home and he's sad away. So it's not right for the poor boy. Um, they're currently third in the, the, the Portuguese league. Seven points behind the leaders, Sporting Lisbon. They've scored 65 goals in 34 games, all competitions, and conceded 30. So that's 60. So it's like every game 2-1, one way or the other possibly the most dangerous player is ivan nilsson 19 goals in 27 games jared does that worry you i mean it, it, it's a good return and yeah. the portuguese league is you know it is what it is but I, I think at home they're they're quite good i think they've won six of their last seven seven of their last eight at home something like that so they're on a good run there so anytime you've got to go travel to another champions league opponent you can't really count on it being an easy one, especially when they've got a guy who's scoring, you know, what did you say, 19 and 27? Yeah. Pretty strong results. Four in the Champions League. Has it just gone quiet or is it just me? Oh, no. I thought okay. I heard a click and I thought, typical, I'm doing a tweet and I hear a click and then it goes quiet. Uh, Mike, the other player they've got is, I wrote it here, Galeno, uh, who's got four Champions League goals and three assists so far this season. He's a winger. Uh, they're the only two players who have got goals and assists this season. Yeah, I think it's... Look, I, I can't speak and say that I, I have a vast knowledge on this team, but if if your creative outlet revolves around one or two players, it's going to be tough sailing for you. Uh, you know, currently... If we're, if we're looking at, um, you know, our, our right side, you know, we, we get... Right side we got Ben White. Left side we got Kivier. He's he's been kind of captaining before. Now that uh, Zinchenko's out, and he's he's a defensive pin in the ass. Uh, same as Ben White with his uh, dark arts and whatnot. So if their their creative options are limited to just the wingers and their striker, I think it's going to be rough sailing with them. We we are so defensively solid that we could annoy any team uh, versus us when we go on attack. We're versatile. We have like five or six players that are capable of scoring a goal and being a pain in the ass. So, um, sure, it's four goals to return. He's doing okay in Champions League. Um, but ultimately, I think what we're doing defensively is going to be a little too overwhelming. I'm expecting another, I'm going to say, minus two and a half on the on the shots on their How end. How can you have minus two and a half shots? Because in in American betting, um, I don't know how it is over there in the UK. If you do two, then if what happens if you have two, um, it's a tie. You can't. So when when betting lines are sort of like, hey, is going to be over one and a half goals? That way, if it's one goal, it's under. If it's two uh, goals, it's over. So you you got to do the half just to uh, put it. So if if the line was m- minus uh, two and a half, I would say under. So I'm expecting to be two or less shots. From them. Yes, correct. Yeah, you I, don't have, I. You don't have to I, mute yourself. 
I, I do. It's 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 a habit of mine because I I got the the three or forty nine as Mike Mike Feinberger <laughs> likes to say the forty nine children in the back. So I'm so used to muting myself. So if you're hearing clicking in and out, that's my keyboard putting myself on mute. So uh, uh, just just being you know just taking care of the dear listeners and everybody in live chat is all. That, that's his dedication, though. For for every game we went unbeaten, he had a child. He's got forty nine of them running around the house because he's you such a man. And I am famished. Let me tell you. Dear, oh dear. Uh, so you got well, one of those books is for each child. It makes sense now. <laughs> Jared, our, our current form, as we all know, Burnley 5-0, West Ham 6-0, Liverpool 3-1, Forest 2-1, Palace 5-0. Five games, scored 21, conceded two. How do you think Porto will be thinking about that when, they come, when they're going to play against us? Because if they've got any sense, they'll shit the bed, wouldn't they? Yeah, I think they're going to play the way a lot of teams play. They're going to come out the first 10 or 15 minutes really aggressive, really trying to get on the front foot and force a mistake out of us early. And then as we've seen in a lot of games, if they're not successful, they're going to start to get pushed back. Arsenal's going to maintain possession, pass it around on them a bit. And over time, we're just going to see us push them further and further back and get the lion's share of the opportunities. I, I'm with Hertz. I don't think they're going to see many good looks at goal, but they're going to be dangerous nonetheless. I think they're going to look to hit us on the counter for the majority of the game. Like I said, after the first 10 or 15 minutes, they'll sit back and look to counter. And and there's always opportunities there. You know, we, we've sort of shored that up from what we saw over the last few seasons at Arsenal and they're, they're pretty strong, but all it takes is one slip. As we saw in the city Brentford game today, one small mistake can, can cost you and they're perfectly capable of scoring. But I mean, I expect an Arsenal win. I, I would look at it as an opportunity to maybe grab a two nil, um, I know as of this year, the away goals don't matter anymore, so that's not really a concern, but it, it's a game that Arsenal should win. We, we're good enough and in good enough form. If we go out of the Champions League to anybody that's not you know, City, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, it, it's going to be looked at as, I think, a failure of a UCL campaign, and rightfully so, because that's who we should compare ourselves to at this time. So, Mike, how do you think the game's going to go tomorrow? Is it going to be the all-out attacking football that we've seen sometimes this season, or is it going to be the first half, slowly, slowly, catchy monkey? There you go. A podcast actually knows those phrases. Uh, was it two hands in the bush and one in the bird or whatever they were trying to say on the one they were on before? They were having no luck with those phrases, were they? I'm going to have to Google search that one because I'm not quite sure what that means. But a bird as far as is worth two in the bush. Um, now that I know. Yeah. No, <laughs> no idea. I think... Would, is it better to go there and take it slowly? And and let them uh, just wear themselves out like an angry child. And in the second half, we go bish, bash, bosh, 6-0. I don't think Arsenal knows how to play defensively with any other team that's not Liverpool or City. I, I generally feel like that's those are the two teams that Arteta has respected the most, I guess, I guess to, to not go all out. And I, I say that knowing that we dominated Liverpool 3-1 but if we're if we're looking back at the city game community shield and the last one in the league that's the only one where i could remember us setting up and being okay with them allowing to have the ball everything else every time you speak to Arteta and you ask him he says it's not about control it's about dominance and I think there's going to be more about that. I mean, there, I, I could count on one hand probably the amount of games in which we went into a game and sat back. Uh, our style is more to press relentlessly, desperate, you know, get them get them a little desperate. At, m- mistakes start to happen, then carve them open. So honestly, 
for as much respect that Mikel Arteta might have for Porto and for as much as like you you know you hear us speak and we might be thinking we're going to run them over and whatnot but I truly think that Mikel Arteta approaches every game like it's the last damn game and he likes to just crush players so yeah dominating there you go wild dreams as as uh Mikel Arteta said for sure he has wild dreams so I can't see a world in which we go back to defend in Portugal. Even if Jorginho starts, Jorginho is a progressive passer. So he might help us sure things up a little bit in the midfield, but ultimately all ends throughout the wings with Saka, Martinelli running, Raya starting plays in transition, and Martin Udegaard just shooting and shooting from outside of the box, creating mayhem. Mm. Anything else to add to that, Jared, before I... Um, you lot in the chat, I want to see your predictions. There are... 33 of you watching on the YouTubings. I want 33 predictions, and then I am going to go and save them. And then we will do the predictions in under 45 seconds, and then we will shame you tomorrow when you've all got it completely and utterly wrong. So, uh, Jared, anything you want to add to that? No, I, I kind of agree with hers. I think we're going to see the typical lineup we've been seeing. There may be one or two changes, but I wouldn't be surprised to see the same 11 if they're all available and fit. Just because we've been on a good run, and it's Champions League. It's not the time to rotate. We want to go out there, put ourselves in a winning position at the away leg. So if we do need to rotate or we have guys that are injured on the back end, we're not really struggling in the game at home. The one, the one thing I think we will see, if you noticed at the end of the Burnley game, we're up 5-0. The game's basically over. Um, a ball goes out of our box and Reese Nelson has a chance to go just play it clear. And he stands there and watches it as a Burnley player runs onto it and gets a, a free shot on goal. Just a shut off play that we know Arteta hates. So as Mike said, Arteta's got, you know, he's pretty ruthless with how he handles the squad. So I wouldn't be surprised if Reese Nelson didn't see the pitch in this game where we typically see him come on at the end solely because of that one act of laziness that we know will drive Arteta crazy. And if you saw the clip, Jared, there's a there's a clip of that circulating online. The look that Nelson, the look, Nelson had, like he, you could see him scream, "No!" Like he's like in his mind, he's like, "Fucked up! I'm not going to play until April." Shit. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems harsh, but I mean that's kind of the way Arteta operates. It doesn't take much when it's a lack of effort thing for him to just toss somebody in the back, especially with Fabio Vieira being back healthy. I think Nelson might be uh, pretty well done getting any meaningful minutes at all. Yeah, it is a shame. He's not really been, sometimes he was been like with ESR. So go on, you got, you can have the last five minutes of the game. You think, well, what mm-hmm. is the point in that? It's, it's uh, no, don't like it. Uh, Skaski Gooney, you can't pick two predictions. You have to pick one or the other. Um, and then I shall add it to the list of predictions. Uh, Mike, I've got a few different lineups here because um, it does love it. We've got this one here. We've got three different lineups to choose from. They're all basically the same, but you've got Jorginho as DM, or this one, you've got Rice as DM and Trossard left eight, and you've got Rice as DM and uh, Havertz left eight. But I suppose this one and that one, that will just happen no matter which one of those two are playing. Havertz and Trossard will both swap positions. So are you going to go with Jorginho there, or are you going to go with Rice? Because uh, if 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 Jorginho plays there, Rice plays left eight and Havertz up front, which I don't think he's going to go with that, is he? He's going to stick to what he did last time. Yeah, I would be really shocked to see if there's much difference between Burnley and Porto. So that said, 
Kai Havertz starts on the on left, um, left eight on paper, as you mentioned, because there was a lot of movement between both of those players during the Burnley game. So uh, at times you couldn't tell which one was supposed to be the center forward and which one is supposed to be the left eight. And then, yeah, uh, Jorginho is a wonderful player and I have nothing against him, but I, I think Kai is going to continue his rich vein in form. The entire team is on fire. They're filing out cylinders. Why make a change at this point? I don't think... Mikel Arteta is a really big believer in rotation. I know, you know, that players get into red zones and they get tired and maybe they speak to the manager. But I honestly think Mikel Arteta believes that if you are a top player, and he's mentioned this with Bukayo Saka before, you're supposed to be able to handle the load of playing Champions League plus the league. That's just the expectation that he has. And that is essentially historically, if you think about it, every top player, it's not like Salah gets rested. And Champions League or Europa League, well, Europa League now, yes, but Champions League, he doesn't get rested. He just is expected to play. And so because of that, I don't expect a whole lot of difference uh, in our starting 11. Do you agree with that, Jared? Because it does seem to make sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I totally agree. I think we'll see the exact same lineup. Uh, Kai, the left eight, Trossard, false nine, playing in the middle up front where he's just endlessly effective. He, he's not a striker, but he just always finds a way to contribute to a goal one way or the other. Sometimes it takes him a couple tries. He'll get some good looks that he doesn't convert before he puts one in, but inevitably he's put one in pretty much every time he's been in there. And we also, I don't know that we've lost any game. He started in the false nine. Um, Likewise, Jorginho rice situation. I I like Jorginho, but I think Arteta looks at it as it's an away game in the UCL. They want to go out and just put the tie to bed with a 2-0, 3-0 win. That way we don't have the pressure when we come back to the Emirates and we can just kind of move forward with our focus on the league for that one and kind of save everybody. Some, we can save their legs in the, in the second piece of the tie if needed, but up front I expect a strong lineup and what, exactly what we've seen in the last couple of games. Good. Quick question here from Phil Macca. A short answer if you can, gentlemen. Mike, he says, Phil uh, says, apart from Rice, who is your player of the season so far? He's uh, picked Saliba for himself. Uh, Saliba's great, but I, I'm a big fan of his partner, uh, Gabriel. He, for one reason or another, doesn't get the, the plaudits, maybe because he doesn't have like the Wonder Kid tag because he wasn't bought when he was 18 or 19 or whatever Saliba was. But Gabriel is a absolute defensive monster absolute threat every time you get a corner um he cares he loves the arsenal uh he spoke recently about potentially leaving to the middle middle east to to saudi and and you know arteta convinced him not to and he stayed and he's a happy camper so uh, i'm gonna say gabriel for me um i'm gonna go saka i always go saka but i love Erdegaard. did you pick one jared um, if I was going to have to pick one today, I would probably take Odegaard, but I, I think it shows you how good we are that, you know, four other, other than what Mike takes Gabriel, and you can think of four other people right off the top of your head that you can make a good argument for, and we probably all wouldn't have a huge disagreement with. But for me, it's the captain on the pitch, off the pitch. He's been incredible, and he's the guy that I think is toughest to replace, potentially what he does. We don't have another player with the same skill set as maybe we do in some other spots, but yeah, I, I'd give it to Odegaard right now, but I'm sure a lot of you out there have some good arguments that would change my mind. Yeah. Um, I can't argue with Odegaard. He is, he is, is world-class. He's magnificent. Mm-hmm. Uh, just needs to put more of those magnificent performances in. In our last uh, five games, 
I think it's five. Yeah. Saka has got six goals, one assist. Trossard, as we can see, going across the bottom of the screen. Trossard has three goals and one assist. The quote is, Leando Trossard is just a Belgian Arshavin by some bloke called Josh. He said it in January 2023. Love it. I'm not sure how that's working out for him. Uh, Odegaard, one goal, three assists. Rice, one goal, three assists. Martinelli and Gabriel both got, uh, Gabriel, the centre-back, both got three goals. Jesus, one goal, two assists. Not bad because he hasn't played. Kivior, two assists. And then Havertz and Saliba both got one goal each. So there's plenty of goals there. But for me, this is going to be the test to see if they're going to be able to turn it on when it matters in Europe. Because we saw Newcastle giving it Billy Big Balls. Oh, we're back in Europe. We beat PSG. And then they were smashed every other game. They did nothing. This is our chance to go, oh, Arteta's team have, uh, have done something here. They've uh, they've gone away in Europe. We've already done it with, with PSV. We did, we did those over in one of the best games of the season. Let's hope we can do it in this one too. Uh, any more predictions, people? Predictions time. Predictions time. That's what that flashing thing is. I don't know why it does that and not a banner. I pressed the wrong button. Have we got any more? Um, uh, Josh's favourite is Erdegaard. Uh, Drago says Gabby. Uh, what else have we got here? Ashvin was mustard, says Drago. Don't start that. Absolutely. Ah, <laughs> oh, Saski has put in a proper score. I'll add that to the predictions. Uh, Boy10 says, if Madrid didn't get Bellingham, the stadium would be on fire because they sold Erdegaard. Uh, you say, Ashvin and Taleb were both low-key awesome. I never rated Taleb. Boy socks up, son. Get on with it. Um, Patrick's predicting it to rain. We don't want rain. Right. At the end of this, I need you two to give your predictions short and sweet because to make a YouTube short, I've got 45 seconds. So I don't want you doing what what Stan did the other day and went a three-hour soliloquy. Long soliloquy. You want proof. I'm not not sure if I want want to put put myself on recording out there for you to mock me. I've actually got your one in the list, so I'm going to delete your one. I don't need it in there. Very nice. Hey, before we move on to the predictions, Danny, if you don't mind me, I, I just saw a, a comment in the live chat, Sai Anvish. It's uh, about 10, 10 comments up. If you had to pick one, should we go for League or Cup? Um, we've never done Champions League, and I know that I would like to romanticize that it's the 20th anniversary and whatnot of the Invincibles, and we're wearing gold on the kit and everything. But fuck, man! I, 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 Champions League, man. Just for to know that City and Chelsea have one, like it, and I know that they haven't exactly done it the right way, and they did not do it the right way. But I just want it in our trophy cabinet. That's all. Jared's nodding along to that. Personally, I don't give a shit about the Champions League. I'd rather win the Premier League. <laughs> I, I would rather win the Premier League because it's more difficult. It's a yeah. lot tougher to beat City in over, over 38 games than it is to potentially catch a good draw and only have to win, you know, two to four really difficult games. And Phil Maka gets it. Qu- question, why not just win both, Mike? I'm just, dude, I don't know why I didn't think about that. Now I fork stupid. That's I guess why I didn't. My real that. answer is whichever one we can win, I'll take. I'm not I'm not going to be mad at either one. I'll say that. Yeah, No, I won't celebrate the league. It has to only be Champions League because <laughs> – I don't want the celebration police to come at me when I'm celebrating nonsense. Okay. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> good. Right, I'm going to leave a little bit of a gap. I might even wave at the screen so that I know at what point to start doing the editing, and then I'm going to quickly try and read out 15 predictions, then do mine, and then add your two in in the space of 45 seconds. <gasps> 
Right. Remember, you two just got, I just want to score. I don't want anything else. Right. A little bit of silence, please, gentlemen. And here are the predictions from the listeners from last night's game. Josh from ABW, 4-0. BX Gunner, 3-1. Phil Macker, 3-0. Stefan, 5-0. Rudy, 2-0. Patrick Carlson, 3-1. Drago has gone for 1-1. Disgraceful. The Mongoose has gone 2-0 Arsenal. Paul Nell, not Neil. It said 4-1 the Arsenal. Travisor, 2-1. Cy, 5-1. Boy, 10 has gone 4-0. The Saski Goon has gone 2 1. Tom Andrew has gone 3 1. What are you going to go for, Mike? Going for the 2 0. Jared? Agreed. 2 0 Arsenal. I'm going 4 0. I like it. Hopefully that was 45 seconds. If it's not, I think you made it. That was pretty quick. God I knows how, because I'm, when I'm thinking time. of two things at once, neither of them come out. <laughs> it's a sad, sad time. And does someone else put one right in at the end? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, good. Well, I think we're all done then. Uh, we've done 40, bloody hell, 48 minutes for a half-hour show. Well, 48 <laughs> is, is not too bad, actually. It's my fault. There's no 30-minute shows with me on the pod. <laughs> um, Josh had got... Oh, Josh went for 4-0 as well. You got him. Yeah, Drago, Chago changed it. He went from 1-1 to, okay, now for take two. So No. <laughs> oh, take two of the pod. No, 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 Drago. Oh, Drago, I'm going to do a third podcast today. No, I'm kidding. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, si, I should have known Sai said 5-1, but it'd be easier for me if people put Porto X, Arsenal, and then another number, and then Arsenal. Then I know which way around they're going. <laughs> so uh, there you go. Right, that's all I need to know. That's all we've done. Everything's been written. Everything I've written has, has been done. Uh, finally, Mike, where can people find you on Twitter if they think, oh, he's an interesting gentleman. I like the hair. <laughs> Not too long. I'm actually probably going to cut it over the weekend, so don't don't get too too fond of the hair. Uh, mm. It's Mike Hers FC on Twitter. That's my personal account. It's NA Arsenal Pod. That's the podcast that I do with Not Another Arsenal Podcast pretty much every Tuesday night. But for this week, we made an exception. It's going to be Wednesday night, 7 p.m., 7.30 p.m. Pacific, 3.30 a.m. UK, because we do want a podcast after the Champions League. So, uh, yeah, if you could head over there, give us a chance, give us a listen. Greatly appreciated. Lovely. And uh, one of his people actually does it from an entirely white room with big white pipes going through. It's a dungeon. They keep him there. They don't let him out. It's yeah, um, Chris is not allowed. No. He's, he's not allowed out of there. Jared, where can it says here on your on your uh, screen, it says your Twitter. But what if people are listening at home on the bus, having a poo, walking the dog, doing the washing up? What's your Twitter? Yeah, I, I put it there because I often forget it. It's uh, at JC underscore AFC. So you can find me there or with Mikey and the guys over on the Gooners pod every now and again when we get together and do something. Yeah, that's not a bad uh, username, that is it? That's, that's quite short. You must have been quite happy to have got that. Yeah, pretty easy. So I'll take it. Very good indeed. Right. Uh, thank you very much to everybody that's watching. If you could subscribe if you do or not you could unscribe for all i care you could give it a thumbs up also 
don't care. You can make a comment in the in the comment section that I do like. I do because I, I often there's a I haven't looked at last week's one yet, so um, I will go and do that. Yeah. So tomorrow night after maybe quarter of an hour after the game, Deke is going to come and join me. We're going to do a quick post game show because he's got to go get up early in the morning to um, I don't know what he's going to do. Go and dance naked in the field for all I know. I haven't asked him. Anyway, thank you to my gentlemen who have joined me. Thank you much to all the people in the chat. You have been wonderful. It's nice to see our Josh back in there. You never know. He might pull his finger out and come on a podcast if he can promise to do more than two a season. It would be nice. I'm watching you, Josh. Not even, It's not even human. Right, thank you very much, and goodbye. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Get down, dog. Splendid business. He nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I've just eaten a full quiche. Well, you don't often see him at him. So when you see him in the supermarket, they need to be swagged, microwaved immediately, and get the brown sauce on and bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt. <laughs>